0: Welcome to Chinuch 2.0, a show about the massive changes happening to how we do Chinuch, some of which may never be the same again. Many schools and yeshivas that were closed in New York State because of the different zones, the yellow zones, red zones, uh, some of the yeshivas that were closed were able to reopen this coming week, and we interview Rabbi David Frischman, the middle school menahal of Yeshiva Darachetar and Farakwe, which every, as it was one of the first schools to be closed down this year, in the beginning of the year, right after Rosh Hashanah, because of the high rate of Coronavirus positive cases. Um, they're not even sure why they were closed down, but this, the government closed them down, and they were they managed to open for just a few, two days before Sukkot. For two days, they came back to yeshiva, and then they had to close down again, together with all the other schools in New York, uh, the, in the in the neighborhoods that were uh, declared to be in a zone. And Baruch Hashem, this week, this coming week, uh, their their zone was changed to a yellow, and they are able to go back to school on Monday with many, many restrictions. So we spoke to Rabbi Frischman about the whole experience, about using Zoom during the time they were closed, and how this year was very different than last year, how the Zoom experience for the students was not as good as it worked out last year, and then we spoke about many other things. We went through the whole experience last year when yeshiva was closed and how they managed to still teach while yeshiva was closed, and we also speak about how it's like running a yeshiva with Canaanara thousands of children, a very large yeshiva, the Yeshiva how the yeshiva reaches out to each and every Talmud, how to make sure the Talmidim are doing well, uh, how the kids don't get lost in the cracks. And we also speak about what it's like to teach children in a very Gashmius-filled generation, generation with so much Gashmius around them, Many, many wealthy families in the community. How does that affect teaching today? and what the yeshiva does to make sure that the children appreciate Taira and appreciate Ruch Niyas, even amongst all this Gashmias. So now let's go to our interview with Rabbi Frishman. Okay, so we're speaking with Rabbi David Frishman. He's the middle school manal of Yeshiva Darachit Taira. Shalom, Rabbi David.
1: Hello, how are you? What What is good to be here? Thank you, Rabbi, for having me.
0: So uh, right now it's Matzah Shabbos, Parshas and uh, and... In a few days, on Monday, Meretz uh, Hashem, the the boys will be able to go back to yeshiva after a very long break. So uh, we know that dar HaTorah uh, was one of the first schools that had to close down this year, um, even after after starting school in September. And uh, it's been a, it's been a long haul, and I'm sure the the boys are are excited to go back to yeshiva.
1: Yeah, well, actually, we 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 had three weeks of yeshiva. And then right before Rosh Hashanah, we were shut down for about seven, eight days of school. And then we were able to open for two days before Sukkot. So we actually, those were going to be off days. But we, we came back, and the boys were so excited to be back in Yeshiva. So we're hoping now that we were closed for the whole Sukkot, and then, you know, since Sukkot, we're going to see a tremendous excitement in the boys again. We, we weren't sure how they would come back for those two days, especially they were supposed to have off. So, but we were surprised that they really were excited to be with their friends and be with the rebbeim, and they did learn. And Baruch Hashem, learned well. And uh, Mr. Hashem, we're hoping it's going to be exciting tomorrow, uh, Monday as well.
0: So, so what happened? So talk about it just a little bit. What happened? The people, people who aren't familiar, what happened? You were open, and then you had to close. What What did you do when you had to close? What went on then?
1: Why we had to close, I'm not sure. I still don't know why we had to close exactly. What exactly triggered the fact that we all of a sudden had to close and the other schools didn't have to close originally. Um, But we were able to go on to Zoom, to transition to Zoom very, very quickly. We have K-Zoom, and the tablets were all working from since Pesach time, so the boys were very familiar with it. And the boys were actually in yeshiva when we got the news that we were going to be closing the next day. The boys came home with their tablets, and they were up and running the next day. Everyone basically was uh, was up and running with the Zoom. And honestly, that week was not positive. The, the kids were really not interested. After being in school for three weeks and having to go back to that old crazy screen, they weren't interested in it. But after Sukkot, they came back with much more Chizuk, and it really, really went well. Mm-hmm. The Rubayim, um, to their credit, adapted when they saw that it wasn't going well. So they had a lot of Inyana de to do. It was a Sarasimet to get them ready for Sukkot and for Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah was finished for Yom Kippur and for Sarasimet Shuva and for, for Sukkot. So they, you know, they segued into more Halacha, and they really pretty much dropped the regular curriculum, the Gemara curriculum. So that was good. And uh, we've been doing well, Baruch Hashem, since then. It went very well. Zoom and Rebbeim, ha- even though we were on Zoom, Rebbeim did have opportunities to meet. We're not in this quarantine now like we were, you know, pe- before Pesach, Pesach time, after Pesach. So Rebbeim were able to meet up with the Talmudim. they were able to bring them things and meet up with them here and there. So there was opportunity for Kesher, which was always very,
0: very important. Mm-hmm. So now when, when when you're going back on Monday are there is is anything going to be different is there any restrictions because there's yellow zones and the the, the, the government regulations is it going to affect how the how the kids are dur- during
1: their time in school From what I understand as of now because things change all the time that's what one thing you have to know about covid is that everything changes all constantly from minute to minute but as of now from what I understand we're going to be having the same regulations that we had before, which was we were in a cohorts, which each class is a cohort. Um, we're not even going to be um, um, dividing the classes for English. English had a different cohort that somehow was was permitted beforehand, but we're being mach right now. We're going to have a, our own cohorts for the whole day. So even though middle school usually has, you know, departmental and switching around classes by English, they're not going to be they're switching around teachers, just not classes and they'll be with the same boys the entire day. Um, we have two million, And usually we have one minion with 400 kids. Can I We have now two two million with 200 each. And the classes are spread up, spread apart. So between each class, it's a very significant uh, amount of space. So social distancing between the classes. The boys themselves don't have to social distance. And masks are going to have to be worn at all times, which was we already had that um, going before. Except we let them outdoors not wear masks. Now we're gonna to have to wear masks even outside the whole day when they play outside. Wow, the whole day.
0: Uh-huh. Okay,
1: child will be it will be a little bit easier also because in a certain way I think if they have to wear their masks the whole day it'll be easier for them to take it off and put it on. If they forget they don't forget then we have to you know tell them to put it back on. I think if they just it's like, you know yeah, or you have to wear it. I think they'll get used to it. Right. It'll be better.
0: Uh, is that going to be uh, uh, up to the the principals in Urbana to enforce the kids have to wear masks? Like, is it going to be? Do you anticipate any trouble enforcing that?
1: Um, we did it before, and and we're going to do it again. And I, again, I think we're going to have an easier time now. I honestly think mm-hmm. that. Uh, I mean, the kids I saw was, they I the was school could get shut down. down. Right, right, right. They saw the show, but also, no, I'm saying when a kid says, you know, when you go in the hallway, you have to wear it. When you're in the classroom, you don't have to wear it, which was originally what we had. Because um, when you were in your cohort, theoretically, you didn't have to wear it, so that led to a lot of forgetting. You know, you, you, you walk out of the classroom, you come back, you forgot. You Here, you wear it, and you wear it doesn't come off your face the whole day. Um, I think it'll be easier for the kids to remember. The kids want to wear it. The kids know the severity, and the kids are used to it. And they were in shoes that they have to wear it, and they were, you know, they meet their grandparents, they have to wear it. They go into stores, they have to wear it. The kids understand it's not something they don't understand that they, you know, they forget. And uh, if they have to wear it the whole time, it'll be harder for them to, to forget. That's what I
0: really. are there Are there restrictions about going to simchas and stuff like that, like gav, large gatherings?
1: So as far as the yeshiva is concerned, the yeshiva already had, coming into September, had rules for um, rebellion and teachers, that staff members that needed to go to simchas. You were not allowed to go. You were not allowed to go unless you had antibodies. Now that's not a rule as far as the... The government has no such rule. The yeshiva had that rule because they felt that uh, it would jeopardize the compromise, the uh, the yeshiva, the class. So that is a rule that, of course, is being enforced. There's a rebbe that married off his daughter, not in my division, a fifth grade rebbe, and he does not have antibodies, and he will continue to zoom even after the school goes back because his 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 days of of quarantine are not, are not finished. Because he had to go to his daughter's wedding, obviously, and therefore he was uh, he will be zooming. And the kids will be in school watching him on Zoom. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how they're doing it because it gets Rabbi Morgan's division. If they're mm-hmm. going to bring in a sub in the room while the Rebbe's there, or I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly how they're doing it. Well, but, uh, <laughs> it gets kind of a chaos. I got a call now. I got a call now from a Rebbe. Rebbe called me tonight. That's his son, who's in Attack shiva now came down with uh, with a fever. So the yeshiva sent him home. So now he was home for Shabbos. So now he was under the same roof as his son, who now has some symptoms. So now he's also out. He's mm-hmm. going to be out for, I don't know, I don't know how long either. I didn't find out exactly from the doctor. So I got to get a self for him, even though he's feeling perfectly fine. Mm. So this is, <laughs> it is complicated. Yeah, complicated. You know, it's not... Uh, it, it's complicated. Yes,
0: uh, the, just just you should know. I mean, from people speaking in the community, people that I speak to, the reputation that Darche Torah has regarding these these rules has been always that Darche was always very strict about the rules, even more strict than other schools and more strict than than even the, the government regulations. Um, even even from the from the beginning, even last year, even during the last uh, last school year. Um, is that something that was discussed internally? A reason for that, like any specific reason
1: why Danche went that way? The Yeshiva had meetings, a lot of meetings with with, with Hola and they met with some medical professionals, and they followed their guidance, whatever they said to do, they did. Right. So they have this, that, Dr. Berman is a big doctor that they I know they they rely on heavily, and they whatever he said. I mean, obviously they follow the rules, the law. But um, there was a lot of gray area, especially last year and even this year. It's well, things were very, very not clear. I don't think the city and the state really had clear what should be enforced and what not enforced. They gave some guidelines and some broad, um, very, very broad guidelines. So there was, was a lot of room for interpretation. So the issue of they called you know, somebody they felt was um, an expert, and they followed him, and that's what we did.
0: yeah obviously uh, there's a huge difference between the way uh teaching was being done last year and and this year on Zoom and and in the classroom i mean is there a, a way to explain like uh, uh, you know to to uh, uh explain it in a clear way both from the standpoint of the Rebbeim and the same of the kids like the difference between if they're seeing the Rebbe and they're they're on a the screen how is it different how does it practically how does it how does it come out and 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 express itself in the way that, that they're getting taught.
1: It's a tremendous difference. And and really, that is probably the main reason why the Zoom this year was not as good as the Zoom last year. Last year, we had a full six, seven months with the kids. The Rebeim had a tremendous kesher with them from in-person learning. And then we went to Zoom. So we were actually on the phone for a little while. Then we switched over to the K-Zoom. So you, you were able to have that kesher. You have that sprach. You have that rapport that you know you were able to get by with Zoom. Um, you didn't have that when you just started three weeks of the yeshiva, and the rebbeim is still getting to know the kids, and the kids are still trying to feel out the rebbeim. You don't have that kesher, so that that was made, made the Zoom a much much less exciting thing for the for the um, for the Rebbe, for the talmidim. In other words, they're not as excited to come on. They don't have feel that kesher. Um, the classroom management is much easier on Zoom. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you don't have a mute button in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but that that trach, to be able to you know put your hand around the the the, the Talmud and you know shmooze with him a little bit privately and give him that chizik, give him the compliment. In other words, the complimenting and to seeing seeing him do his work and walk around the classroom as he's doing his work and give the guy a you know pat on the back. You don't have that, and that's a that's a that's a, that's a very very big component of of chinuch. And, Mr. Uh, Shem, we hope to start that, you know, continue that on Monday. Right. No question. In person, right. Because One of the things that we spoke about, one of the things we, we had spoken about when I had a meeting with the Rebbeim on Zoom, we, 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 we had a shorter day because it was Zoom now and the boys cannot be on Zoom for as long. Uh, even in the better days, they weren't, they wasn't as long. And uh, the Rebbeim came to this conclusion on their own, and we, we said this, this was definitely something that was encouraged, that the extra time the Rebbeim had should be spent trying to build a Kesha with the boys, either by calling them, calling, you know, calling three, four boys every day and schmoozing with them for 10 minutes, or going down to their houses where, where that was po- you know where that would be possible, taking them out for a Slurpee, or something like that, to be able to build that Kesha, which you can't do on Zoom, it's just impossible. Right. And many Rebain did it and did it successfully.
0: Mm-hmm. so it's very very important the 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 personal connection between the Rebbe and the Talmud It's nothing okay it can, that can't be replaced. yeah so, so a question hey, then, knows,
1: even the the Talmud, yeah.
0: yeah, so the question is if the, if there was this you know this disconnect somewhat that from, from d- during last year, most you know a good good part of the year. Um, that 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 when when they're doing when they learning you know through through zoom and not, and not in person did you see in in a, in a large scale over over in a general sense did you see that there was like the the learning was 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 held back the learning was limited they weren't able to cover as much ground maybe they weren't able to to to, to do the curriculum or cover the curriculum that the kids usually do during a year the
1: the skills were not able to be honed. In other words, you were able to do the curriculum and you were able to hold the boys accountable to a certain degree. There were tests that were, able, were given on Zoom and they were emailed back. You know, it's not the same, obviously. You're taking a test in your house, you know, with the arts school Gamora right next to you. <laughs> but but there, you can have accountability. But the building of the skills, the reading, even though you can have reading on Zoom, but just the focus on the skills, that really, I think, took a hit um it took a hit and that's something that uh we have to we have to catch the boys up mm-hmm. the rebellion it wasn't clear from the rebellion this year how much the boys were behind in other words it's very hard when you get a new class you know you don't know if this is if they're just a little bit weaker or or this is where they would be holding every year. Is it, every year when you start a new year and you have a new class they're holding in a different place than the year before so it's the rebellion weren't so sure how much they lost how much how behind they were, definitely behind to a certain degree. But um, but uh, that, that, the jury's still out on that. I think that's going to take a few months, or maybe even next years, to be able to see the the ripple effect. But there's no question the Rebeim did not feel that they were effectively able to give over skills the way they usually do of his own.
0: And it wasn't because they weren't trying. Six and seven. <laughs> right.
1: It wasn't because no, they no, weren't no. trying. <laughs> It was just the you know the the whole the whole kids were home in the you know and and you're not there you're not there to the day was shorter you were able to you were able to teach the the gemara and get them to say it and and but to sit with the kids and to get them to to know every piece of gemara and to get them to know the skills and the blackboard and all that you didn't have that I also want to mention that the resource room was also very much compromised in other words we have a, we have we pull out the boys, some of the boys that need help a lot of the boys and we give them the help. And that, even though we did have the resource room people Zooming individually, but that, the kids were very, very not interested in that. And uh, that also, you know, took, took a hit to a very, very strong degree. The boys said, once we're on Zoom, why can't I just be with the regular class? And that, a lot of that was, uh, was did, not, did not go as well. And therefore, the, some of the boys, the, the weaker boys, again, did not get the, the extra help that they would want to have normally have gotten. Although we tried, we we also, we tried. And that this. could be,
0: that could be, effect, that could affect them for years to come if they, you know, even, even just a small amount of time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, there, they're, you know, everyone, everyone was affected. And uh, of course, boys that are behind, you know, fall behind a little bit more, even though nobody really was progressing that much anyway, but, you know, pro- proportionally they have more to catch up. So, yeah.
0: So what do you think, I mean, if there's anything to be taken, any lesson to be taken out of t- teaching and, and, and running yeshiva during this time, is there anything that stands out in your, in your mind as, as as something that we could take for future times, for under normal times?
1: I just want to tell your audience, Rebellion today are just amazing. I, I'm just, every time I speak to the Rebellion, I hear their devotion and the extra things they're doing. They're going out of their way to build a cash And even through the, the difficult times, I remember there was one Rebbe, he was smamish, he was suffering from COVID. Um, it was during the, the height of COVID. And literally he was in bed the whole day, except for the hours of of, of assuming. He was in bed the whole day. He would get out, and that's all. And then we go straight right back into bed. And he was just there teaching with the boys. And this Rebbe felt it was much more effective to do five boys, Zoom five boys at a a time instead of doing the whole class. So he himself took on extra hours. And his wife, his mom, she watched all the kids. And he was just Zooming all the time. As soon as he finished, he just plopped into bed. The devotion that the Rebbeim have today is just unbelievable. I I mean, was it like that in our days? I, I, I would like to assume that it was when we were... I don't know. I could just tell you, I'm just, I'm totally blown away by the devotion of Rebaim. And it's in our yeshivas and all yeshivas. Rebaim are just, just so ibri given to the Talmudim. It's unbelievable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And appreciate it. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Appreciate the, the, the jewel, the jewels that we have, the Rebaim and what they do for our, for our children.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This brought out, it brought out a lot of amazing stories of, of, uh, serious nefesh, <laughs> real serious nefesh. And the, uh, we saw how the Rebbe wanted yeah. to be there for the them as much as possible, and the, and the, they like being held back was so difficult for them.
1: I, I don't, you know, comparing them to, uh, sc- you know, sc- public, public school teachers. From what I've heard, that they're mamish, they they don't they are not out, not doing anything. They 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 send in a couple of videos every day, and that's it. And people have told me, I've spoken to uh, some people send their children to public school. And they've told me that um, that the the videos are never on time, and they sit there. The kids are waiting, and they're, they're just not doing. I'm not saying again. I'm sure there are teachers there in the public school system doing their job also. But the ava, the devotion, the mysterious nefesh, the, the the it's it's not it's not a job. They're not doing it because it's a job. They're doing it because this is their their calling in life, and uh, they do it as such. And it's clear from this type of situation, you see. Clearly, who is doing it because they love to teach, and who's doing it because they have to teach.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really something, really amazing.
1: So, uh, be, before we
0: go, I just want to ask a few questions about about running yeshiva in general. Uh, <laughs> being a banal of uh terror with Knei uh, Nahara, a lot of talmid, a very very big yeshiva. Um, so, so, you know, it's very in, in a big yeshiva, it's very often that some kids could, could, could like, possibly slip through the cracks, not get noticed, not feel important. So what do you do as a Manal to make sure every child is reached, every child feels important, how to reach every single every single Talmud?
1: Well, the the, the most important thing is the Rebbeim. Baruch Hashem, the Rebbe, make sure that we have Rebbeim that are Ibig to to every single Talmud. And then we have a system that if a boy is, is slackening off, so he comes to my office, we schmooze, we have, uh, we have, again, we have yeshiva started now an entire class in every single grade. You know, the boys don't like to be put into a weaker class. You know, they don't feel comfortable like that. So we leave the boys in their class, but we pull them out for gemara. And there's a separate gemara class in every single grade of the yeshiva, every single grade of the yeshiva that has gemara. And the younger grades, they do it for Chumash, whatever the main language is. So that time, they're in their own class so they could get their help. And the many boys have graduated from that class and gone right, moved right into full-time, into the regular class. That's just one thing. The yeshivas spend tremendous money to be able to hire an extra, it's really hiring an extra Rebbe for a major part of the day. But in a way that the boys don't feel that they're, uh, you know, that they're being uh, stigmatized. They feel this is this is the best system. It works now. Yeshiva very easily could have said, you know, let's take these boys and make a separate class. Existing will will take that class and we'll, we'll just shuffle things around. They didn't do that because they wanted they didn't want the boys to feel feel bad. So they they did it and they they spent it's a tremendous amount of money to be able to cater to the weaker boys. We have programs for the older boys also. We have extra you know Mios programs and learning programs, incentives. We try to do things to that everybody should be able to shine in their way. And uh, it takes it's an avoida, but Bar Hashem, the Rabemus are phenomenal and uh, the staff works very, very hard and uh, parents call us, we try we, have, we try to get back to parents immediately. That's another thing you I've been there very much pushes and that, that, that helps a tremendous amount. That we any message that a parent calls, we we within twenty four hours, except for over the weekend, we get back to them, and this way we could be on top of anything. You know, parents a lot of times hear things that we don't hear when the kids come home. We could be on top of it, and uh, bar Hashem, we should we hope to go back to yeshiva and continue to teaching these wonderful Talmudim. Right. So, so
0: a common thing, a common. Uh, issue that we hear mentioned, is that today, in, 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 in our society today, we live in a very Gashmias-oriented society. There's a lot of luxuries, a lot of uh, Gashmias around. And of course, that's going to take away from, uh, you know, it's going it's to affect the, the Ruchnias. It comes at the expense of often at, at a child's Ruchnias. Is, is, that, is that something that you see? And, 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 how, and how, what, what would be your, the, your way of dealing with it?
1: um it's it's definitely it's there in certain certain uh with certain children definitely they grew up in very gosh mystical homes there are very there are homes that are not gosh mystic oriented it's a you know, we have a very wide parent body and uh, it's you know different homes are different but either way there's a lot out there in the world today and the way to combat it is by making the learning and the yeshiva fun making it exciting bringing in Programs and just having the kids feel you know at home in school, having them feel Gishmak, not just to have the, the, the learning, the regular learning, which of course we have to have, but to all, the Rebellion have you know all bringing in your shamayim, tremendous Dogish, in your shamayim and Midais, and having you know raffles and incentives to do things to make the kids grow and steig. And um, you know, we have we run a Midah of the month uh, twice a year for a whole month. And we have uh, four midah SNLs, it's 6th and 7th grade, that's my division. So we spend like an f- uh, entire month zeroing in, usually the month of Khajvan and the month of Shvat. This is no Yom Toivim, you know, then zeroing in on a midah. And we, we sing songs, the boys sing, you know, when, when we were in yeshiva, they didn't do that. You know, we, we have songs, they sing, and uh, we have raffles and, and different goals for them to try to attain regarding that particular midah. And all these things bring in speakers to speak and to excite them about it. And uh, the boys sometimes put on plays and skits about that midah. We try to do things in a way that makes school a little bit more exciting than it used to be. You know, just not just the regular, you know, going to class. And uh, with that, bringing that excitement in, we hope to be able to give them the, the, the feeling of simcha and Geshmak in the whole learning, in, in the whole concept of learning. And again, the Rebbeim are amazing and the Rebbeim are B'simcha. and And uh, that's the way to fight it. That's the way to fight the Gashmias. I'll see that Torah is gishmak also. Not also. Torah is really gishmak. And the other stuff, you know, sometimes is, sometimes isn't.
0: Is it a problem when you have children from so many, from such a different range of backgrounds, uh, wealthy families and uh, poor families? The, is, there, uh, is there ever issue where like the, the standards of the class just you know, the, the, the poor families feel like they're struggling to keep up with what's going on uh, by, by their children's friends?
1: It, it's a very inclusive environment, right? Bender. From the from the, the... That's his whole thing. His whole matziyah is inclusive. The whole khalal Yisrael is under one roof, and that's what he wants, and that's what he pushes, and everybody feels very, very comfortable in the yeshiva. And he works very, very hard to make... Everybody feel that they belong in the yeshiva, and um, that's that, it's not just that. That's his mitzvah. That's his mitzvah. That's his, his ashkafasachaim. It's not something he's doing for whatever reason. You know, he's doing it because that's what he believes. He believes that yeshiva should be able to have all types of stripes in Klaal Yisrael under one roof, and everyone feels at home. I, I, I believe that, and that's something that comes from the top. That's Rabbi Bender's uh, pushes that very, very much. Mm-hmm. okay that's very important
0: okay so I like to always end off with this question um, if there's one thing that you, were, you, 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 would, you would change or do different or do better as a Manal uh, in, in the, whole, uh, the whole way that we do Chinuch and uh, in the way Chinuch is being done today, there's one thing that you could change if you had all the money in the world or all the power in the world to be able to, to get it done, what
1: would that be and how would you do it? I, I, I think it's a good question I didn't have that much time to think about it, but I would think probably 15 kids per per class. I think that would be per Revy. class and uh, I think that I think small classes would be the 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 best way to go. If we could if we could do that, that would be you know financially viable. I think the kids would probably um, the rabbi would have an easier time teaching. Obviously, would things would be easier, less work, less every you know, and they were able to focus more. On the Talmudim, but they're doing amazing, amazing anyway with twenty-five kids. But to have fifteen kids, I think that would be if that would be the norm. That's a sweet I think number. that would be, I think,
0: sweet spot. Yeah,
1: that would be that.
0: And dividing up yeah, on levels right. on their levels of learning is that something that uh, that you would do more, like more more on the, the child's level.
1: We, we we did that for many many years in the in the seventh grade, and we went away from it because. Today again, the, the the parents are so nervous about the hashpa of the outside of the infl- of influences from the outside. So the the right now the classes in the younger grades are divided by neighborhood, where everyone pretty much feels very comfortable with their surroundings, you know, in their 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 environment, the schools that they go to, and uh, the neighborhoods that they're in. Um, so it, it if we were to mix the classes, it would that that component would be compromised. and we feel that that's more important, you know, right now for the parents, the parents feel it's more important. and um we again, in order to help the weaker children that lose out by the fact that we're not tracking these Shiva kicked in the system where we have this this Gemara share for them to be able to to grow into shtag. So I believe, this is the best system. And you know. we we used to track in seventh grade because Gemara was going at you know from sixth to seventh really is a very big jump in the Gemara. Um because fifth and sixth is a and then really seventh you start, you know, putting the putting on, put, pressing fast. the gas. And at that at that point, the boys that are weaker really fall behind. So for many, many years we tracked. And there was always that component of, 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 of the Yihadist issue, different levels of Yihadist, which we couldn't, we didn't have the answer. We didn't have the answer for that many times. So this was the best option. We kept everything the same, but we have now a way to teach them. But, but they're still in their class for davening, for recess, for everything. They're still with their unit that the parents feel comfortable with, but they still could get their Gemara help and um, skills.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Very good, excellent. It was very great
0: talking to you. Very, and it was very really nice to hear how uh, the the the, uh, the Rebbeim, with their relationship to the Talmidim and their and, and and what they're doing in terms of chinuch. It's not it's not a job. It's it's their whole their whole life. That's their mission, and they go above and beyond, way above and beyond, in order to carry out their tachlis in life, which is to be mechanech Jewish children.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, it's every day, Mais and Bichol It's unbelievable what Rebbeim are doing. We have to uh, appreciate it. We have to appreciate it. Yes. Okay. Very thank good. You for, a thank, you very thank you very much. and,
0: uh, and uh, back to Yeshiva very soon.
1: Amen. Thank you very much, and thank you for all those that are listening. Kol hatslacha,
0: You've been listening to Chinuch Two Point a show exploring the changes happening to how we do Chinuch. Chinuch 2.0 is hosted and produced by me, Aram Partners. Special thanks to Dove Lichtenstein of Headlines, who inspires the show. You can subscribe to the show on Apple or Google Podcasts, or on our website, chinuchshow.com. For suggestions, comments, or guests' ideas, please visit chinuchshow.com. Thanks
1: for listening.